0: Peter wrote these words in his second epistle, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today in our gospel lesson, Jesus speaks of a mustard seed. I have a eye test for you. Can you see this mustard seed that I have up here? Oh, It's a tiny seed, right? And Jesus is using hyperbole here. It's not the smallest seed that there is, but it certainly is small. So small that you can't even see it from where you're sitting. And so today we consider a mustard seed. And the kingdom of God like a mustard seed merely appears insignificant unimpressive maybe even incapable of doing anything great it's important then to begin by understanding that the kingdom of God to which Jesus referred in our gospel lesson today is a reference to himself it's a reference to his saving work We know that because scripture tells us that Jesus, when he sat with people or taught them or healed them, he said things like in in Luke 17, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Or in Matthew 4, where he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And now at first glance, this kingdom doesn't seem to be much of a kingdom at all. Jesus had no armies surrounding him. Instead, he had only 12 ordinary-looking people following him around, some of which had the odor of fish. And apparently, this kingdom didn't even include Nazareth, as we know that Jesus was thrown out of his own hometown. And this kingdom included the least desirable people around, sinners, prostitutes, and tax collectors. might as well just invite anyone into this kingdom and he did this kingdom's king was hauled off hung on a criminal's cross and dragged down Jesus it appears was no match for a few lightly armed temple guards to say nothing of the mighty powerful Romans he seemed to fall tongue-tied under pressure having no answer for his accusers No eloquent final speech or inspiration for his followers. Hanging on the cross, he looked as helpless as a rebel slave. And then dead and placed in a tomb, what would come of such a king and his kingdom? Well, Jesus knew all this. That was exactly his point when he spoke of the mustard seed. Though that seed was tiny, from it would grow the largest plant in the garden. From something so insignificant, so unimpressive, seemingly incapable of doing anything great, would come a plant so wonderful that living creatures can find shelter and refuge in it. And So when it comes to the kingdom of God, you and I and all Christians would do very well to remember and believe this lesson. Because not much has changed to this very day. And when we think about our church, of course, we'd love to see our church grow by leaps and bounds instead of little by little. We'd love to see new members introduced every week. We'd love to have to add on even more because of the large amount of people coming in here every week. But we're told that the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and he rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. Or to put it another way, it's not up to me. It's not up to you. It's God's church. It's God's church, and only He can grow it. Only He knows how. And the good news that we hear once again today is that He is. He continues to grow his church through the seed of his word he is working in the world he's working in the church he's working in your family and friends and he's working in you working even if you can't see it you know even if all the growth is still underground even if you don't know how even if it seems as if the very opposite of growth is happening Remember, it's God's kingdom. It's God's church, and he is growing it. Which means that God knows when we need peace. He also knows when we need struggle in order to grow. He grants growth, and he prunes. He knows when to make the sun shine. He knows when to make the rain fall. And yes, he knows when to apply the manure. He makes the seed of his word grow in his time. His time, not our time. We may want it to grow sooner or faster, stronger or bigger, but we can't do it. We don't know how. But he whose seed it is knows, and he grants the growth. And his promise to each and every one of us today is that he will It's like the Lord said in our Old Testament text through the prophet Ezekiel, I am the Lord, I have spoken, I will do it. What a wonderful promise that is. The promise that we desperately need. Because as Christians, as the church, it is so easy to lose our confidence in the Lord. So easy to lose our confidence in his word easy to think that we know better or that we can do it or worse, that we have to do it through programs and methods and social sciences. And not only in the church, but our lives as Christians. So often we forget or lose confidence in that wonderful promise, I am the Lord, I have spoken, I will do it. Did you notice how good that promise sounds God is growing his church and that's not just here and now but you think back through the whole history of God's people all the way back to the beginning we keep messing it up but did God not do it did he not keep and preserve and grow his kingdom from Adam and Eve to Abraham, Jacob and Joseph did God not do it From Israel in slavery in Egypt to the time of the judges, did God not do it? From David to Solomon to a small band of 12 apostles to a monk in Wittenberg, did God not do it? From communist countries that tried to stamp out the church but couldn't, to Muslim countries that now try to behead the church but can't, is God not doing it? And still today, is God not doing it? Because think about it, what credit can you and I take for being here at this time in this place? What credit can we take for this church? Did you and I give our children faith? Did God not do it? Is he not working? And will he not continue? Brothers and sisters in Christ, God continues to grow his church. Now remember this, this is not an excuse for inaction or laziness or apathy on our part. To think that if God's doing it, that we can just sit back and not do anything at all is not the right way of thinking about this. Rather, this is an invitation to live our lives and our vocations in faith. To keep reaching out, to keep doing all that we can for each other, but to do what we do in faith. To not get discouraged if we don't see the results, but to scatter the seed of God's word and know that he will grant the growth. We have his promise on it. It's his church. He will grow it. And in faith, that's where we see things as they are. Each and every Sunday morning, the seed of the gospel of Jesus is sown. Guilt is replaced by peace. Death is replaced by life. As Luther so simply put it in the small catechism, where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. And through all these gifts, the Holy Spirit is at work, strengthening faith and love toward our God and moves us to love our neighbor. That's the mustard seed growing. And that, by the power of the Spirit, is what happens here at Grace. In this life, In this world, the kingdom of God will always appear to be just a mustard seed, insignificant, irrelevant, incapable of great things. But we know and we rejoice that the gospel of Jesus, which is the power of God into salvation, hidden in common earthly means, is revealed to us. Power that has forgiven our sin. Power that has called us to faith and given us the gift of eternal life. And like those birds that Jesus talked about, seeking shelter in the shade of a mustard plant, we live by faith within the shelter of his kingdom of grace, where Christ's righteousness covers us, covers all of our sin. And then one day when our Lord returns, we and all the world, believer and unbeliever alike, will see just how great the kingdom of the mustard seed is. But until that day, we who live in and with the knowledge of the mystery of the mustard seed have lives of extraordinary hidden significance. That's right. Your life has great significance. The work that you do as you live out your faith has great significance. Even though to the world, it may not. No one may take notice of a parent who has devotions in God's word with their children five minutes at the end of the day. Seemingly insignificant. But remember the mustard seed and rejoice in what you do in Jesus' name. Likewise, like I told the, the kids in the children's message, a simple invitation to extend to someone to come to worship where the gifts of Jesus are given. That won't make the nightly news, but here's what will happen. Heaven will rejoice. The mustard seed is powerful. For that seed is the word and the power of God to forgive sin and raise the dead. The word and power of the cross, the word and the power of God's love. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, scatter that seed. Sow it with joy and enthusiasm. Rest in the branches of the cross and let us pray that God will make it grow among us. Amen.